Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I'm with you on this Wednesday. It is the 16th of August. We're in the second half of August. And I know that you're usually uh, listening to the voice of Pastor Ed Taylor and I am filling in for my good friend today, so I invite you to give me a call, 303-690-3000. You just heard that call-in number. You can call that number. It will connect you to me. We'll talk about the things of the Lord. You can ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or uh, what's our worldview as Christians and all the things that are going on around us, and there's a lot of things taking place. So I want to encourage you. I want to take you to the Word of God I just want to bless you any way that I can, but praying for you as well. This is a show where you get to call in with prayer requests. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We've got open lines right now, and I always encourage you, grab one of those open lines uh, because the phone lines can fill up as the show uh, progresses, and and we want you to be able to call and, and get to you and be able to talk with you. So 303 690 3,000 is that call-in number, all open lines right now. And then there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that is a different number, 720-336-0897. It's for texting only. Be safe as you are texting. And if that's uh, the best way for you or most convenient way for you to send in a question or prayer request during this hour, please uh, use that number, and uh, as we have time between calls, we will go to the text line. But I'd love to talk to you. This is really your show. Um, you get to call in. You get to ask questions. You get to um, give your prayer requests, and uh, we'd love to be able to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and we want to welcome everyone who's listening today along the Front Range, Grace FM Colorado, two different stations, 101.7 and Southern Colorado, uh, Pueblo, Fountain. Uh, I grew up in the Fountain area, Whitefield area. I'd love to hear from you guys in Colorado Springs. Lots of friends down there. Give me a call at that number that I just gave to you. And then also 89.7, a powerful signal from uh, the metro area up north in the southern Wyoming. Uh, You are listening live on this very hot afternoon on uh, Wednesday afternoon. And I pray you're doing well. I know the kids are back in school uh, in our listening area and across the country. And not all schools have air conditioning, so it can be hard. So stay hydrated. Uh, kids are out in football practice and there's soccer practice and softball and volleyball. So stay hydrated during these warm months. And pray you're doing well. If you got the opportunity, give me a call. Uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000 want to also welcome those who are listening live on this Wednesday, 16th of August, Radio by Grace, 78 stations in many states. You too can call at that number. And then uh, those who are listening online, the app, 
perhaps on the website, uh, anywhere in the country, uh, give me a call at 303-690-3000. We've got open lines right now. And then those who are week delayed, Hope FM and Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio and Living Water Radio, uh, you too can call at that number. We'll talk, and then you're able to listen to the broadcast a week later. So just want to remind you of that. 303-690-3000. Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. And then text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Denver, Richard. Hi, Richard. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. What can we do for you? I want to know about cremation. My mm-hmm. daughter wants to cremate me instead of burying me because of the expense. Yeah. Is that bad or good? No, or well, anything? let me tell you, um, the Bible doesn't say anything against cremation, and a lot of people do cremation because of the expense. My mom just passed away a couple months ago, and we did cremation. And, you know, it, it's amazing just uh, because— it had been about 15 years since my father passed away in making those arrangements. And the funeral costs have, have gone up drastically. And it can be very, very expensive to get a plot, to get a casket, to, um, you know, all the other expense that comes with it. So the Bible does not say anything against creation. Matter of fact, creation is just speeding up the process from dust to dust, you know, from the dust. Uh, you, you know, will return to, and it speeds up the process. But the other thing, too, Richard, to remember this, that it's appointed once for man to die and then the judgment. It's not what is done to our bodies after we die and, and take our last breath, because the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when we, as Christians, you know, close our eyes and take our last breath. We're immediately in the presence of the Lord in perfect beauty and holiness. It's it's such a wonderful promise that we have. And it's not what we did with our body. I mean, can you imagine, and, and I don't mean to, to make light of this or be uh, being a little bit facetious, but can you imagine going to heaven and you're there in the presence of the Lord because of your faith in Jesus Christ and the Lord says, oh, you know what, you were cremated, so sorry, uh, I'm going to have to boot you out, and um, you're going to have to go to Hades. No, that's that's ridiculous. So the Bible doesn't forbid it, um, and um, it's what we do before we die that's important, uh, the most important thing. Okay? Okay, thank you. Did you're you welcome. Come closer to Jesus. Absolutely, Richard. And you know what? I want to invite you. You call anytime you got a question, anytime that you got prayer. We're here to serve you and minister to you. And keep listening to Grace FM and be blessed by the teaching. And I pray that you have a church where you can grow in the Word. But Lord, I do pray for Richard. I just pray as he he has heard us and he called that you give him a peace and that he would know that faith in Jesus Christ is what saves us. And it's Christ alone, it's grace alone. And and Lord, I pray that you would help him to draw closer to you through the word, um, just uh, calling out to you, knowing that he can cast his cares on you. And Lord, that he would know that you love him. 
and that you are with him, and you desire to do that work in his heart in growing him in the love and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. You. You, you bet, you. Richard. Blessings. All right. You. you bet, absolutely. Bye-bye. Three. Bye-bye. Have a good afternoon. 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. We got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines. And we're going to go to Larry in Colorado Springs. Hi, Jeff. Let- Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Thanks for calling, Larry. Listen to you almost every day. Enjoy your teaching. You're a wonderful teacher. So, Well, uh, thank you for the encouragement. I hope it's a blessing. Yeah, it always is. Uh, my question is, and I, I think people have answered this question on the, your show before, but I don't. I never heard the answer. The uh, situation where the blind man was healed by Jesus, Jesus spit in the, the dirt, made some mud, put it in his eyes, and he said, I see men walking around like trees. So he did it again. He said, now I see clearly. Why did it take him twice to do that? Yeah, that's kind of inf- interesting, isn't it? And yeah. I've... I've even read some commentaries that said that Jesus goofed, you know, he didn't get it right yeah. the first time. And yeah. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think no, that the Holy Spirit recorded that um for a reason, um, as I read that, because you remember the you know, Jesus he healed the blind. Sometimes he spit in their eyes, sometimes he rubbed mud in their eyes, sometimes he just touched their eyes, you know. Yeah, and um, he opened the eyes of the blind um, over and over again. And it's interesting, it's the only miracle that I think is recorded where he touched somebody twice um, to bring complete healing. But as I look at that and I think about it, that remember Jesus, he healed the man who was born blind in John chapter 9? And there was that that testimony as the, the, the man who was healed was brought before yeah. the religious council, and they kept saying, you know, how did you he open your eyes, and, and how did this happen? And the testimony of that man was, I was blind, and now I see. And yeah. and we, we were all blind. You know, that, that speaks of us. We were blind, and Jesus touched us, and now we see. But here's the thing. Sometimes, the, as he said, that man that Jesus touched, and he says, what do you see? I see men as trees. You know, he didn't see really clearly. That I know that as I came to Christ and as he touched my eyes and born again by the Spirit of God, that I don't always see things clearly the way that I should or see people the way that I should. And I know that the Lord has to touch me again so I can see things clearly. And that's what it reminds me of. You know, because he says, the guy goes, I see men like trees, and it's like, I know that I want to bark at people, you know, I want to chop at them, I want to, you know, uh, all these things, but then the yeah. Lord has to touch me again, so I can see people the way that he wants me to see them. And that's yeah. what I get from that that story, that's the application that I make, um, and it's continually, Lord, touch me, open my eyes to see people the way that you want me to see them, because I can be very impatient, you know, I can just uh, not be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. And I think that's a good prayer for all of us, that, Lord, just touch touch my eyes, my spiritual eyes again, that I can see the way that you want me to see and see clearly in people 
because, you know, he loves them. And sometimes we can be cynical and critical, and we live in that culture, don't we? Uh, always yeah. judgmental and things like that. So that's what I take away from that account recorded for us. It's a good enough answer. Draw, we draw principles from it. It's not that he, it's not that he messed up. No. It's just he probably was saying, I may have to touch you again to keep you where you can see. And I don't know why exactly why Jesus, you know, there's a, um, a little file, you know, I say in my desk that I ask questions. I don't know exactly why he, he touched twice, but I can, I can pray through it and I can make application um, yeah. and just rest that that's what he did and that's how he works. And we know Jesus was perfect and he didn't yeah. mess up. He didn't make mistakes. Um, there was a reason for it and there was a reason why the Holy Spirit recorded that in the scriptures that we can take away and learn from. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you. You bet, Larry. Blessings to you guys down there in Colorado Springs. Thank you, Jeff. Bye now. You bet. Always love to hear from you guys in Colorado Springs. We got, when somebody hangs up, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Is that call-in number to text line 720-336-0897? I know for me, you know, just talking with Larry about that account, um, that I need the Lord to touch me at times. Um and if he doesn't, then, it, you know, I just, um, I, I don't see clearly things that he wants me to see in people. And I, I want to be able to see people the way that the Lord sees them. So that's a, a good reminder. Uh, we're going to go stay in Colorado. Let's go to John. Hey, John. John, yeah. you there? John, you there? John? Hello. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. John, you there? Okay, John. John, if you can call back, I I really um, would like to talk to you and just encourage you um, um, and uh, just help you through the question that you had. So give me a call back. I'd love to talk to you. we got a couple open lines. Let me give you that number again. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and uh, you can call, and we'll get to your call. So Give me a call, John, if you can. I'd just like to be able to minister to your question. Uh, I think it's a good question, and it's something that people can really kind of try to work through and, and, and you know, just kind of struggle a little bit with. Again, that text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kentucky, Lexington. Jessica's. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my call. I really do enjoy your show. Um, Thank you. I just started listening about a month ago. Um, I just have a really super quick question. Um, I typically go to a um, a Christian church, non-denominational, which, which is where I was baptized. Um, and re- recently I started attending my mother's church, with a, which is a Baptist church, and... Um, when I was talking with one of the ushers, he asked if I'd been baptized, and I said yes. And he, of course, he asked where, and I, I gave him the name of the Christian church. And he said, "Well, if you want to be a member here, you have to go through the Baptist baptism." And I was kind of wondering what really is the difference between a Christian baptism and a Baptist baptism. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean to chuckle a little bit, but I don't know what the difference is. Um, there is no difference. Listen, baptism, um, there are those who come along and say, you have to be baptized in our church. 
And when we look at baptism in the scripture, you know, Jesus, of course, said, go and baptize, um, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And baptism, as we look at the New Testament, uh, we know that baptism is identifying with Christ. It's uh, it's that newness of life that we live. We identify with Christ that when we go under the water, then, um, you know, the old man, the old woman, the old fleshly stuff is dead, is buried. And then coming out of the water, I am raised up in that new resurrected life, in the newness of life. So we identify with Christ in that. Uh, Paul speaks about that in Romans chapter 6. And baptism is a declaration that I am saved. We aren't baptized in order to be a part of the church. We're not baptized that brings forgiveness. There are some that teach that. There are some people that teach you have to be baptized in order to be saved. We aren't baptized to get saved. We're baptized because we are saved. And so it, it's a it's a proclamation, a public proclamation that I identify with Christ. I walk in this newness of life. It's a wonderful thing. I, I, it's important for Christians to be baptized. But I want to read to you from Acts chapter 8, because we're doing a baptism this weekend. We do baptisms at different times. And there was a eunuch that Philip had met um, there in Gaza. And the eunuch was reading the scriptures from Isaiah chapter 53. And the eunuch uh, would ask Philip and said, of whom does the prophet say of this, himself or another man? So Philip began to explain to him the scriptures that it was Jesus and preached Jesus to him. And then in verse 36 of Acts chapter 8, now as they went down to the road, they came to some water And the eunuch said, See, here's water. What hinders me from being baptized? And then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart that you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and baptized him. The only um, qualification, recommendation um, to be baptized is you're a believer. That you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's only really one one body, um, the body of believers. So, um, there, you know, you're baptized. It isn't so you can join a church. It's so you can show the world and others that you identify with Christ in this newness of life. Well, that's exactly what I thought. Um, you know, I was just actually when I left the church, I was kind of down because it made me feel like I wasn't a Christian. Um, which I am because I, you know, I love Jesus Christ and I live for Him. Um, but I really do appreciate you clarifying that, and 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 I, yeah, it I really did help me. I don't know why we make it complicated. Sometimes it, it can be a very complicated thing that people make, and I think it should be a very wonderful thing, a very wonderful experience. That when people want to come to the water, it, it's like, you know, what hinders me from doing this. Well, you got to join the church, or you got to take baptism classes, or whatever it might be. If they're a believer, let's baptize them, and um, and in this this wonderful proclamation that I belong to Christ, I identify with Christ. I am now living in the newness of life, in this new resurrected life, coming out of the water. That's what it symbolizes. So, and it should bring joy to us. So, appreciate you calling, Jessica. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. You bet. God bless you. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. 
Text line 720-336-0897. Calvary Live on this Wednesday with you. I, as If you're just joining us, I know you're probably used to listening to Pastor Ed Taylor, my good friend. He is away today, and I'm filling in for him. Always a privilege to be with you and to be able to talk with you and take your calls, your questions, your prayer requests. So we got a couple open lines. Um, got plenty of time in the show, so give me a call. Love to talk to you. Uh, we're going to go to Juan. Uh, Juan? Hi, Pastor. You're on Calvary Live. Yeah, thank you for uh, taking yeah. my call. Absolutely. I have a question. Mm-hmm. And first time calling you, and you know, I will listen to your show. Listen, uh, I was married to my wife. Uh, we were together for a year. And out of nowhere, last year she wanted to divorce me, you know. She wanted to divorce me, so she filed for divorce. I didn't want that divorce. So since June 18, last year, she went and filed for divorce, and we got divorced. Even that I filed a motion, she's still going with the divorce, you know. Mm-hmm. So after we got divorced, I went into depression, you know. Yeah, I went to, you know, like, depression, anxiety, uh, being in the hospital, you know, I was feeling, you know, but I would stay faithful to my Lord, you know, mm-hmm. keep going ashore, reading the Word of God and everything. So it passed one year, and out of nowhere, my ex-wife in April, she started calling me. Mm-hmm. You know, this woman, I love her because we've been together for 15 years, you know. Starting April, I started seeing this uh, this lady in church, and then she, she, I guess she find out, and she started calling me that how I was going to leave the 15-year pass, you know, whatever, whatever. So I said, probably God permitted this because, you know, to, because there was a lot of people that want my, my marriage to be destroyed, you know. So I said, you know, <clears throat> probably God permitting this, you know, to, <clears throat> to, you know, so he could get the glory, you know, because we could be a testimonial. So we got married back in uh, May thing or this year. Mm-hmm. Everything was going fine, you know. I said we got to leave the past behind, you know, move forward. Uh, we got to put gas first and everything. And now I don't know where she says she don't want to be with me. Okay. She avoided me, you know. She don't want to talk to me. She don't want to hear nothing. Like, and I'm more like, unlike. That's what I was telling the lady. I wanted your opinion. Like, I'm not really confused. Like. Well, it does bring confusion when when you go through difficulty. And I just want to make it clear because um, there was a little bit of static and stuff. Is You got remarried. Was this to your previous wife or somebody new? No, my previous wife. The, the one that filed divorce, we got, okay. we got married again in May 10th yeah. of well, this year. Yeah, and what I would do, Juan, you, you mentioned church, uh, because there's just a lot of layers here, um, and a lot of things that uh, that we're not going to be able to, you know, just go over on the radio mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you're in a place of waiting and praying, and hopefully that she'd want to get some counseling. You guys can get some counseling together, and and that's where you're at right now. And I want to pray for your marriage. And, Amen. And just be able to, you know, keep your marriage vows. You know, you did what, you know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. The Bible does speak about that if 
um, you know, your your divorce um, that uh, to be uh, reconciled to your your you know spouse again to to uh, to wait um, and so that's what what you did. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. be, even if she departs, uh, Paul writes, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband is not the divorce's wife. Where you're in a place for prayer, to to talk to her and say, listen, this is the second time we've been married. God wants us to remain married. He wants us to be one. And the reason that you went through a difficult, you know, just, you know, difficult emotionally and spiritually um, when you got divorces because there's a oneness that's there. Jesus said that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And there's a oneness that's there that we can't fully understand, but the Bible declares it. And when divorce happens, that oneness is torn, and, and it's very difficult, and it's very hard. But I would, you know, take her by the hand and say, let's go to God together and let's pray together because God wants to heal our marriage and he wants us to stay together and and to go and get some, you know, counsel from your church and and to be able to work on that and just express to her that you love her and and I want this to work and God wants it to work. And I'm going to pray for you as well. I'm so sorry Amen. you're in this, this difficult situation. Thank you, Father. Appreciate it. Thank you. Can I pray for you? Oh, you pray. Amen. Father, I pray for Juan as he's in a very difficult situation. Lord, I pray that you would help him minister to his wife, that you would touch her heart, that she would, uh, Lord, um, understand that you want her to remain married. Um, that you want to bring healing and help in this marriage. You want to bring restoration for them to truly be strong and one and to grow in Christ together. And, and Lord, I pray that they get counsel, good biblical counseling, good help, support. But most of all, Lord, you're the one that ordained marriage. You're the one that keeps our marriage together, and you would do this for one, that you would minister in a powerful way in his family, his life, and um, as they come together in this holy matrimony, that uh, they would t- just look to you and depend on you, both of them. And I just pray for this this work in their marriage, in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, okay, Pastor. Juan. Appreciate it, and I love you. Jesus Thank Christ. you. You bet. You bless. bet. Bye. God bless you. God bless hey, you. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. I think we got all open lines right now. So grab one of those open lines. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you and love to talk to you. You're going to hear the music in just a little bit. And uh, and then we'll come back on the other side of the break and love to be able to talk with you. The number, you know it, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number in the text line 720-336-0897. We're here to answer your questions, to pray with you, to encourage you any way that I can. And uh, so grab one of those open lines as we head to break. And just want to also just encourage you. You know, it's a difficult day in which we live in. And uh, to really seek out godly advice when you're going through difficulties with your, it might be a marriage with your kids, whatever, um, the the Bible has answers for us. And to seek um, the Word of God, to seek Him, uh, the Lord wants to bring healing in our marriages wants to heal your family. 
Uh, the Lord is the one that ordained the marriage. He's the one that or, you know ordained family. And these are difficult days, and we can go through such trials and um, where relationships get strained and severed. And uh, just know that God wants to work. So keep praying to Him, keep looking to Him, keep looking to His Word as He strengthens you um, in all the relationships that we have. 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Wednesday. We're going to be back on the back half of the show. So love to talk to you. Text line 720-336-0897. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Wednesday, filling in for my friend, Pastor Ed Taylor, and love to talk with you. We got all open lines right now as we start the second half of the show And that number that you can call, grab one of those open lines. Maybe you've been wanting to call, and sometimes the lines get kind of filled up, but they're all open right now. So 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, and then the text line is 720-336-0897. All open lines here uh, wanting to talk to you and uh, love to talk to you, take your questions and your prayer requests. And we're going to I uh, have a couple per requests I want to get to as we're waiting for the phone calls uh, to come in. And I'd like to just quickly make a quick announcement here at Calvary Greeley. Sunday mornings, we're going through the book of Colossians. And it's an incredible study. And uh invite you out, 8, 9, 30, 11, three Sunday morning services. So you can check it out at calvarychapelgreeley.org. And I'd love to serve you, love to meet your family. And then I also want to encourage you as kids are going back to school to make sure that, you know, take your kids to church as well, um, to where they're learning the Word of God. There's a lot of activities that happen right now with school. It's a lot getting adjusted, um, you know, activities. There's football, softball, volleyballs, you know, all those things that are taking place, uh, maybe music lessons, uh, you know, those who— uh, or in theater, whatever it might be. But remember this, it's an important that we take our kids a- and to a place where they can be encouraged and blessed and, and have good Christian friends and that we can, you know, be, they can be ministered to at their level. We work very hard here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. We've got an incredible children's ministry team uh, that ministers to your children at their level, um, all the way from nursery, toddlers, uh, elementary, middle schoolers, high schoolers, uh, and up into young adults. Some of the kids are, I call them kids, they're young adults that are going to be at the college campus up here at UNC. Uh, we have the largest community college in the state, Ames. Just get plugged in. Make sure you're going to a good Bible-believing church, uh, and that will bless you and help you and uh, bless your kids. So I just want to encourage you in that. Hey, we still got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And so give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, I do have a prayer request, and we also want to pray 
for th- those in Maui. Uh, it's just such devastation and uh, so much loss. Uh, the death count, I know, is, is over 100. And just slow, meticulous recovery of those uh, who were caught in the fire. And so we are going to pray uh, for the families who are still waiting for news. There's many that are still uh, missing. And the work that is there is it's just very tedious and just incredible scene there. Uh, I was so blessed to see how uh, Christians are gathering and responding, Samaritan's Purse, with their big cargo plane with supplies and stuff. And uh, But we need to be praying for those in Maui. And we do, Lord. We just pray that you would um, be with those who are without a home, those who have lost loved ones, those who are waiting to hear word. Um, and I just pray that you would work. And I thank you for the Christians, the chaplains, uh, other Christians, pastors, ministers, that are there helping to give support and prayer. And Lord, we also ask that um, the needs are, are will be coming in, and it's going to be a long process whenever there's a disaster like that, of rebuilding, of healing, that Lord, that you would just step in and you would uh, work on behalf of all those who are suffering right now. And so we remember them, we pray for your hand upon them, and that you would uh, just be with all those involved and those who are helping, that you would just bless them and give them wisdom and strength to continue to just support those in Maui. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I still got all open lines, so two open lines. So grab one of those open lines in the text line, 720-336-0897. We're going to go to the south of Florida. Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Yes, Pastor. I I have a question, and it's dealing with the uh, Nephilim, the, I don't Neph- know how to pronounce it. The Nephilim. The Nephilim, yes. In Genesis chapter 6? Yes, Genesis chapter 6, and then in, in Numbers 1333. Mm-hmm. Exactly who are they? Because in Genesis... It talks like they are fallen angels, and in numbers it talks like it's uh, just giant people like uh, Goliath. Yeah, and there's there's debate on it, and we we see it in numbers are in the book of Genesis chapter six, um, and there's debate who who are the Nephilims. Um, we do know that they they seem to be giants uh, when you go to the book of Numbers, but in Genesis chapter 6, I'll just read it for the sake of our listeners, that there were giants on the earth in those days, and also when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. So the question is, who are they? Are they fallen angels that somehow were having relationships with the daughters of men, and giants were created, and was um, Satan trying to pollute the... um, you know, lined where Jesus would come through, you know, the Messiah was promised would come the seed of the woman in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, so there are some that say, well, this is uh, really, um, all it really means is um, is that one is the line of Seth, that was, uh, and then the other one is the line of Cain, that was the Nephilims. And um, I, I don't know. It's interesting because when you go to the book of Jude, 
the book of Jude is that little epistle, only one chapter, it's only 25 verses long, that would say that, um, and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved to everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah in manner those having given themselves over to immorality and gone after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So is that speaking of the Nephilims? Um, there are some that believe that. And so we're not really sure uh, exactly, um, you know, who they are. Um, the, it's a question that I have that, you know, gets asked all the time. But they were referenced to giants. When we see the giants in the Old Testament, of course, Caleb would go after the giants in the book of Joshua. And, of course, David, of course, uh, would go after Goliath and end up killing Goliath. So kind of interesting, isn't it? Yes, it is. (laughs) I wish I had a a more definite answer to you, but you can look at that. You can read on it. Um, You know, is it just uh, just, uh, they were, you know, every— the Nephilims were just big and tall and mighty and uh, genetically, or was it more to it back in the book of Genesis? I thank you, sir. Thank you, Pastor. And I thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Okay, you have a good afternoon. Have a blessed one. All right, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. I, you know, I wish I had a definite answer on that, and uh, there's a uh, lot of thoughts and stuff, and you can do your own study on it and look at it, but it is interesting um, to read about it and what was going on. Were they fallen angels? Um, I don't know. So I can't say with a definite answer, or was it just the line of Cain and the line of Seth that we're dealing with? There are others that fall into that category and believe that. So uh, anyhow, th- sometimes we just don't always know everything. And uh, and you can kind of draw your own conclusions on that. Hey, we got a couple open lines. I, I gave you that number, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Andy in Colorado. Hi, Andy. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you today? Uh, doing pretty good, trying to get over the seat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what can I do for you? So um, I've I've read, I believe, and I've also been told that once we get to heaven, we will be reunited with our loved ones. So my question is, so if our loved ones, let's say, are not saved or sinned, and they don't make it to heaven, so do we, re- do we will we remember them in heaven, or, you know, what, well, what's the circumstances with that? Yeah, people ask that because they think, you know, won't you be sad if you have loved ones, you know, that exactly. yeah, aren't in heaven? you know, a spouse, a a parent, a a child. Um, And, you know, it is sad to think that, as the Bible is very clear, that those who believe in Jesus Christ, put their faith in him, will go to heaven, and those who don't will be separated. It's also very sobering when Jesus said that narrow is the way that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. We know that when we do get to heaven, I think that we will know one another, um, and just as Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 13, for when I was a child, I spoke as a child, but uh, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And then he goes on to say that for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. 
Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. So we, I think we're going to know each other, um, that when we go to heaven, I think that's what Paul is speaking about. Uh, and I think also, I'm certain that our relationship with one another is going to be more complete, better than than here, even on earth, even a marriage relationship. Because sometimes young married couples, they, they say, what, we're not going to be given to marriage in heaven? And it's like, that's right. That's what the Bible clearly says. But our relationship with one another in heaven is going to be knowing one another, and it's going to be more glorious, uh, more complete, uh, more united than, than ever before. That's the good news. Now, when we get to heaven, we will remember loved ones that are separated and eventually cast into the lake of fire. Uh, I, I don't know uh, that we would, um, because, you know, in the New Jerusalem, it tells us that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes, and there'll be no more death or sorrow or crying. There's no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And what does it mean for the former things have passed away? Does it mean that we won't remember anymore? Um, I, you know, I, I think we're going to be in complete glory and beauty and in his presence um, that, you know, heaven is going to be heaven. And but I can't say for definite. Sure. You know, if we'll remember them or or what the case will be. But I think the former things that passed away is the indication that we're just going to move forward in eternity in complete glory and joy and peace and and beauty and and um, in the Lord and no more tears. Okay. That, that kind of explains it a little bit. Yeah, and I wish I had a more definite answer for you. All, all I know is this, that, that heaven is going to be so wonderful and so glorious. Uh, whether we'll remember loved ones that are separated from us, I don't know. Um, but I do know that, um, that you know, the former things have passed away. Tears are wiped away. No more sorrow. No more crying, no more disease, no more death, and and I'm looking forward to that time. No, I am too. So you know, and it does, Andy. You know, your question is something that I think a lot of us think about, and a lot of us, you know, ponder on, and it just kind of gives the urgency of praying for our loved ones and witnessing to them, and of course, we do that. Uh, oftentimes to our loved ones, and they reject the gospel. But to keep praying, because, you know, Andy, last week um, when I was doing the show, there was a couple calls that I got of people that prayed for their loved ones. One was praying for over 10 years for their loved ones and just prayed continually, and they came to Christ. And then somebody else called and said they had been praying for their spouse for many years, and she came to Christ. And it just reminds me that sometimes I can pray for loved ones and family members and others, and then I kind of stop and I forget. But to continually be praying for them that they would come to Christ, uh, because we're all rushing towards eternity, right? That's correct. So, and so let's do that now. I think it's a good prayer right now. It reminds us that you know eternity is real, and there. There's a heaven and there's a hell, and hell is very real. And there are those that we love that are going to, if they don't give their hearts to Christ, that are going to be separated from God for all eternity. So, Father, we do pray right now, all of us listening, we pray for those 
who we love, we care for, that are linked to us in our lives, family, uh, people that are friends, uh, people that are linked to us in whatever, that we pray that they would come to Christ, they would come to know him, that we would be a light, and that we would um, intercede, that we would continue to pray for them and not lose hope and not give up. And Lord, um, I pray that we would be a light to them, that we would speak the gospel to them, that you would draw them to you, take the blindness away from them, uh, soften their hearts, and help us to be consistent and persistent in praying for them and interceding on their behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey. Uh, amen. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, thank you. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. Have a wonderful day. You, too. Yeah, bye-bye. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. And since we got all open lines, I'm going to go to the text line. There is a prayer request that came in uh, for uh, a pastor um, that uh, Nate Morris, uh, Nate Morris, uh, a friend of mine, uh, known uh, a Calvary Chapel pastor in um, Vail area, Edward, uh, and... Uh, just mentions, I don't know details, um, in a uh, mountain biking accident. And so we're just going to lift them up. Lord, I do pray for Pastor Nate. I just, we don't know details. I don't know. I just pray that you be with him, uh, bring healing to him. And uh, Lord, I just pray that um, you just be with those who are working with him, um, medical staff, uh, and so, Lord, we just lift him up to you. He's been a tremendous blessing to that community up in the mountains. And, Lord, that he would continue to. So we just pray for healing. We pray for restoring, um, that um, you just be with his family during this time. Um, and we just lift him up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's check the call screen. And I believe we still got all open lines so as we go to the text line again, there is a question that came in. What is the timing of Ezekiel 38 and 39, which is, uh, of course, the war of or the battle of Gog and Magog that's recorded for us in the book of Ezekiel? Uh, it's, it's a good question because we don't know the exact timing of Ezekiel 38 and 39, except that we do know that it's a battle that has not happened. We also know that it's going to be in the latter days. Ezekiel 38 is very, very clear on that. Uh, let me see as I read it to you that in the latter years you will come into the land, a confederation of nations that is led by Gog and Magog. Gog is uh, actually, I believe, a title, and Magog, which many believe is Russia, Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, um, and Persia, which is Iran. Speaking of that area, Turkey, uh, that there's going to be a large confederation of nations, uh, Libya, uh, perhaps Kush, which mentions, uh, you know, maybe Sudan, um, that they will come into Israel when they are back in the land. So as you follow Ezekiel, there's Ezekiel 36 and 37 that speaks of Israel coming back and in the ancient uh, land, uh, building the ancient cities once again. And then this confederation of nations uh, with many soldiers are going to invade Israel. And then God is going to intervene on their behalf, and those armies will be destroyed. 
So Ezekiel 38 and 39, as you read it and study it, and there's a lot that's there. We don't have time to go over it today. Uh, but there's um, going to be, uh, we know that seems to be indication that even weapons of mass destruction are going to be used in Ezekiel 39 because they, they can't touch the bodies uh, for several months. They put a flag by it. That's what happens if there's a chemical or nuclear exchange. Uh, men of the military are trained to do that. They're in suits. It's amazing that Ezekiel is describing all this. Also, they burn the weapons for seven years. And I know that um, even as I um, have a friend that's a nuclear engineer, he said when they destroyed the weapons at Rocky Flats here in Colorado, they burned them and it took seven years to do it. So it's very interesting to look at that. We don't know the exact timing. Um, Could it be before the rapture of the church? Perhaps. There seems to be stage-setting events that are taking place uh, to where— you know, the Confederation of Nations, Russia, Iran, Turkey are coming together in Syria. Uh, the attack seems to be from the north. Uh, it could be at the beginning of the tribulation, some believe. Some believe in the middle of the tribulation that will lead to the end of the tribulation. So we're not sure. We just know that it could be the next major war in the Middle East. Um, it could, um, you know, happen after the rapture, before the rapture, before the tribulation, the beginning. We just don't know. So we watch it, and we just look for it, and there's a lot to consider in that uh, as we consider Ezekiel 38 and 39. That's why we watch the Middle East. We watch Israel, because Israel is the epicenter of end-time prophecy, and um, and so they're going to be in the center again. The battle of Ezekiel 38 is not the same as the battle of Armageddon. Usually somebody uh, will ask that. The battle of Armageddon is in a different place at a different time, we do know that that takes place at the end of the tribulation period. So good question. Wish I could answer it more definitive, but um, my thoughts are um, it could be the next major war that we see in the Middle East because it seems like uh, the stage is set for it could happen very quickly, but we'll see. Cindy in Denver. Hi, Cindy. Hi. You're here on Calvary Live. Thank you. Pastor, first and foremost, I want to thank you for being you. Um, You're an awesome pastor. I listen to you every day I come home from work. I listen to everybody's prayer lines, and I pray for everybody that you you keep helping. And and I want to be in that list. Um, My uh, brother's daughter passed away on Sunday, this past Sunday. Oh, I'm Uh, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, we're waiting for the coroner to see exactly what she died of. Um, the only thing we know, she went to the hospital on Sunday, and uh, next thing we knew it, um, her friends took her home after the ER, and then after that, when she got home, she went to go, her friend went to go get her medicines and came back and found my niece on the floor, and she was just gone, and I'm so sorry. And now everybody, yeah, now everybody in the whole family is just, like, weird. They're just, like, not, I mean, we all need to pull together with some, you know, especially when a loved one passes yeah. away. Yeah, and it's a difficult I, difficult journey, the journey of grief right now. And I'm going to pray that you guys will come together and the Lord's comfort will come to you uh, because there's it's so hard just to deal with it and all the questioning and thoughts and I'm going to pray that the Lord will bring you rest during this time. So, Father, I just pray Hi. for Cindy. 
I just pray for her, her brother who lost his daughter and she lost a niece and and not fully understanding what happened. But Lord, I just pray for your comfort to come upon them because you are the God of comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations. And Lord, that you would just bring them together um, to to come together and encourage each other and to lift each other up. And also, I just pray that there be others, brothers and sisters in Christ, that will gather around them. And as they begin this this journey and on this journey of grieving, you made us to grieve. But Lord, I pray that you would just, um, your presence would be perceived. Your, your comfort would come. And Lord, they would be sensitive to looking to you. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, bless this family in the time of their loss. And Lord, that they would be encouraged by the brethren. And most of all, they would be strengthened by you as you bring just comfort to them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank Cindy, you, Pastor. So sorry. Be praying for you and yeah. your family, okay? Thank you so much. You're a blessing, Father. I'm Pastor. Yeah. I really adore you so much. Well, I li- well, like I said, I listen to you every day I come home from work. Well, I'm glad I you're blessed. To all of you. Yeah, so it's yeah. like you're the only one that can help me right now to be helping me out here. <laughs> Well, the Lord is your help. And, you know, the psalmist wrote that, Lord, you're my help, a very present help. And he's your help right now. Okay, so you keep going to him and looking to him. And and just glad to be a small part of your life to be able to encourage you in the things of the Lord. So you call back if you need prayer. Thank you. I surely do appreciate it. Yeah. Amen. Let's go to Sherry in Texas. Sherry? Yes, sir, I'm here. Hey, we've got a couple minutes, but I wanted to get your call in. And yes. um, and what I'm seeing is your brother was murdered. And yes. and so we want to pray for you. Um, did you have a quick question or anything concerning that? Um, yes, I was just wondering. We prayed so often for him to come because I got two other brothers that my baby brother has a church. And we prayed for so long for him to come in and serve God with us. He was the oldest and... He was just on drugs, and he did everything. But he came to me one day, and he said, Sherry, why can't y'all just pray me in? Like, I can't quit by myself, you know. And and it just it just hurts that that happened to him, and we were not there. Uh, yeah. You know, it's been two years ago. They keep putting out the court case. We were supposed to go to court this year. They re- uh, scheduled it again. And it's just—I just wonder— I'm heard that why couldn't he be saved? You know, you hear stories of other people. They pray and their loved ones come in, and we're serving Here, God. Yeah, Sherry, and here's the thing. I want to pray for you, but this is a time where you just got to commit it to the Lord. And we don't always know somebody's heart, and we don't know, you know, even though he may come to the Lord, the struggles, the addictions, and all of that. But I just want to pray for God's comfort. And there's a lot of times that, that we don't understand what's going on. And I just want to pray that you can fall back on the things you can't understand. And so, Lord, I just pray for Sherry and her family. They're just going through a difficult time right now and hurt uh, as they had a loved one that um, murdered and the addiction and the drugs and everything. So, Lord, I just pray that you bring comfort to them. And, Lord, that they would just keep their eyes on you. They would know that you're a compassionate God, a loving God. 
And Lord, that they don't understand. Um, we don't understand the heart of everyone. But Lord, we know that that we can just trust things to you. And Lord, that you would give them peace, that you give them rest. And Lord, that you would just give them the comfort that they need. And I just lift them all up to you in this very difficult time um, and journey of grief that they're going through. In Jesus' name, amen. Sherry, I'm so sorry for your loss. I really am. Thank you, sir. Okay, we'll be praying. Oh. It's hard. These are these these are real things going on and real issues of people. And perhaps you have the opportunity to minister to somebody, and we don't always have the answers. But just to be there, to be there, to um, to just pray, and encourage, and stand by those, and help out in a practical way, words of encouragement, um, and and I hope that we would always be open to that. Uh, even as we're open to that here on Calvary Live. So I want to thank everybody that's called in. We're going to continue to pray for those who are just going through difficulties and loss. And um, and uh, I pray for you that you would just be open to giving kind words to others, giving truth to others, praying for others, reaching out to others. We all have people that we can minister to. So God bless you as you hear the music. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show. God bless you. Have a great evening. And um, we'll talk to you next time. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.